0: Okay, so so joining joining me today is none other than Tom Barnes. Now, Tom, I am so glad we finally got you on, man. Finally, you're, yes, yeah. you're, you're Pretty, you're pretty. You you've got one really really hectic schedule. I can tell you that for sure. And you've done a lot of traveling recently, and now you're yep. finally back in Perth. Now, let me just start off by well, is a little bit of a broad question. But how does one literally go from like I knew you back in high school to now being a part of Robert Whitaker's camp as helping train for the Kelvin Gastelum fight? Like, how does it? How do you get from there to there? Uh,
1: yeah, I mean it's it's been a lot of lot of work. Like the, over the whole journey, mm-hmm. um, it's been you know six days a week for the last nine years. You know, like it's it's not. Not, not an easy thing. I mean, um, not acting like I've, I've made it to my end goal or anything. Of course, but uh, a lot of work has got gone, gone in to get where I am now. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. There's no 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 secret to it. Mm-hmm. Just lots of lots and lots of hard work. Is that what you'd say? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not rocket science.
0: <laughs> For sure. Now, uh, let's just start off, man. Like, I knew you when you were back in high school, and I had definitely people going around telling me sometimes that you were doing wrestling and all that. And then really out of high school and all that, I started, like, following a little bit more into your work and then really realizing how deeply involved you were in this. But I just want to start by asking, how long, were you, um, how long have you been wrestling for, and how did you get involved? Uh,
1: so I started when I was about 11, Maybe, maybe 10. So I'm, I'm coming close to 10 years. I, I'd say I'm, I'm about nine, nine and a bit years at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I got in a bit of a weird way. I, it was my older brother was seeing a physio and the physio used to be a wrestler when he was younger and was trying to get my brother to do it. And my brother was pretty good at football um, and I was playing it and I sucked at football. So my parents decided to put me in wrestling instead of him and then just kind of stuck with it ever since then.
0: Mm-hmm and uh what happened like what happened from there like how did you like decide okay this is what I'm really going to start pursuing as like a full-time career um I kind of always as
1: a kid wanted to be an athlete it was kind of always a goal I had I think when I was about nine I started doing some kids boxing class and I was like I want to be a boxer but as soon as I tried wrestling I was like this is this is sport for me it's just it was such a big challenge to learn at first there was so much to learn that i found really enticing um and then i kind of always wanted to be great at it and then just following that made it my uh you know career my whole life centered around it pretty much at the moment so um it wasn't so much a conscious decision to make it my career it was just more a conscious decision that i wanted to be really good at it and then naturally follows that uh that you got to devote a lot of time to it
0: yeah for sure especially since you're telling me you're doing about six days a week. Uh, that's, that's pretty impressive. So how did you fit the whole schedule around back when you were in high school? Uh,
1: I I didn't take on the biggest load in year 11 and 12 mm-hmm. uh, for the final years. I, I was doing the minimum to uh, to go to university, but, um, and I haven't ended up going to university, but um, it's, it's, it's doable if you if you want to get it done. Uh, if you know, I, I was really careful to pick subjects I enjoyed. That was the big thing for me. That way I'd come home and I'd actually want to study. If I would just subjects I hated, um, I could have really struggled through school. Mm-hmm. But um, just having four subjects and I enjoyed them all, it was actually quite quite achievable. I Normally, my normal schedule in high school was, was really hectic, a lot busier than I am now, I'd say. Mm-hmm. I'd probably get up at about, um, before six, train in the morning, study before school, go to school, come home, go to training, study for like half an hour and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like it was just nonstop. And um, it's actually a lot more relaxing outside of school for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I understand. So, if you, uh, now that you're out of school, you've been out of school for a couple of years, but I wanted to ask, what was the first thing you did? once you got out of high school, like was, was there a moment where you thought to yourself, okay, I'm going to keep pursuing this and eventually something comes on or am I going to try something else? Like what was the uh, game plan? Um, so it kind
1: of first coming out of school, there wasn't a clear game plan. I mean, I was always going to be training for wrestling.
0: Mm-hmm. I just
1: saw finishing school as an opportunity for more, more time to train if anything. So I was uh, just, constantly in the gym, constantly wrestling. Um, now I've come to realize that it's just, that's great, but I can be using time a bit more effectively and doing other stuff as well. Uh, but no, there was always just a tunnel vision kind of coming out of high school, mm-hmm. um, just on wrestling. Not that there's a bad thing, but um, it's just now I'm looking at doing a, a few more things, you know, kind of work and stuff like that, just to, uh, just to keep it... Um, that I'm not just stuck on a wrestling mat all day. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't enjoy it. Like I do, I do love that lifestyle, but uh, yeah. yeah.
0: For sure. Now let's, um, let's rewind the clock just back a little bit. Yep. When you had your first ever wrestling competition, what was that like? <sighs> first ever one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember it pretty clearly. Actually. I was, I was
1: very nervous.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I hadn't been wrestling that long, probably about six weeks um I wasn't naturally talented when I started by any stretch of the imagination I don't think I I maybe would have won a couple of matches in the first two three years I started um and for so the first one I remember I was I was scared of wear, you know the uh the wrestling that everyone makes fun of um so it was pretty daunting I had to wear like a club one and I ended up biting the like tip of my tongue kind of off like it was just like hanging spitting into a bucket not that that happens often it's just um when you're a kid you'll be uncoordinated but um this kind of stuff's rare but first ever match and I was like geez this is like a like a tough sport um but yeah no I really enjoyed it ever since that first comp uh the nerves I found kind of addicting like it's not enjoyable but you you kind of look for it um but yeah I don't I don't even remember if I won or lost my first match. I'm pretty sure I would have lost my first match, but I think I won one at that comp, and then probably didn't again for for two years.
0: Yeah. yeah. And what, what? Um. So, when you won done that first competition, and then you go on now in terms of competing, like, what would you say was the biggest uh, competition that you've competed in, or perhaps the biggest match that you've ever had?
1: Uh. I'd, I'd separate into two, two different uh, categories. Like there's the biggest matches for me personally. Mm-hmm. And then there's the big matches like uh, from an outsider looking in uh, from the outsider point of view, I'd say the biggest tournament of matches was the uh, youth Olympics mm-hmm. in 2018. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty, pretty big comp. There's a lot of, a uh, lot of spectators that was in Argentina. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so that would have been the, the the highest the most prestigious comp I guess uh, but for me personally some of the biggest matches have been ones in Australia there's been somebody I've had a bit of a rival with and and just being able to 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 win one of those matches we've gone one for one um, that was a that was a big thing for me because it was a big stepping stone from being uh, kind of going on to the top level, top level, sorry, of Australian wrestling. That makes sense. Getting onto the um, senior national team coming from junior cadet uh, as I was pushing in 18, 19 type thing. Um, but also the 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 match I've had just recently in Tunisia mm-hmm. would have been a huge one to win if I had won. Uh, so that was to qualify for the Olympic Games.
0: Mm-hmm. So a lot of okay. pressure on. Let's yeah, go. Talk about that uh, in Tunisia because I remember we originally were talking uh, for a while and uh, we were planning on doing this podcast. And then we had a date set up. And he said, "Oh, I'm not too sure about that because I'll be in Tunisia." And I was like, "What the hell are you doing in Tunisia? for? that's that's miles away." So yeah, what can you tell us about the, that trip and the experience for yourself, man? Um, well, it's a weird trip. I mean, traveling overseas. I'm
1: I'm very lucky to be one of the few people that can do it at the moment. Mm-hmm. Just with uh, and everything, it was it was very very strange. Um, but the the trip itself was awesome. There was a whole bubble set up over there. Uh, we we're getting police escorted around. Um, it was a it was a well run comp. So everyone was taken very seriously. Obviously, it's one of the uh the qualifiers for the Olympic Games. Mm-hmm. So um, the Olympics is obviously the the pinnacle of wrestling. So a lot of it's for most people, it's you know their careers culminate to that to that day just to get there is uh, is a huge achievement like to get to the olympics i'm saying is a huge achievement yeah um so yeah the, the the trip and the tournament was a great experience i had two matches and you have to win your first three normally to make it to the olympics uh i had the gold medalist first round wow and so I won the first match so couldn't qualify after that um yeah. So tough, tough loss in the day, but uh, it still, it's only t- just turned 20 when I got over there. It was a good learning experience. Um, yeah. I'm definitely hungry to get back in, in another th- four years, three years, I guess three years time and uh, qualify for the 2024.
0: Well, I can definitely say you are 100% on the right track because it's rare Let's just break down uh the statistics here. you you just you said you just turned 20. Yeah. You're not even like 21 yet, and already you're qualifying for Olympic Games. It's very, very rare to come across someone such as yourself these days. And especially someone who's been so dedicated to your sport because you know you have to take this trip overseas, you've got to spend time away from your family. You know, that's yep. that's definitely an achievement on its own. Now I just want to ask yep. when you were in Tunisia. And you, uh, what was the match like when you were wrestling with the gold medalist? Of course, what was it like to, you know, actually, uh, like compete against probably one of the best in the world?
1: Yeah. Um. Just, just to clarify for like everyone listening, the, this guy was a gold medalist of the the Africa Oceania Games, so he's okay. not like an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. Okay. So he, he's a really high standard, but he's not he's not like a name that people who follow grappling or wrestling would know. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, how was it wrestling? Uh, I, I went into the comp pretty good, like in terms of nerves and preparation, I, I felt good. Um, but he, he, he caught me with a move very early on, very smooth. I, I walked straight into it. Um, and then I felt kind of, uh, I was falling into his game plan after that. It was kind of like it, he controlled the pace. He controlled what he wanted to happen. Uh, and it was over, over reasonably quick. Um, mm-hmm. The, the one thing I didn't want to do strategically so it's kind of on my phone It was more more after you got that first point I kind of switched back into automatic mode
0: mm-hmm. I understand now yeah. let's uh talk about the uh youth olympics man because it's quite I haven't actually spoken to anyone who's ever been to the youth olympics so for the viewers tell me what was it like and how did you get selected to go to the youth olympics
1: yeah so the the selection I'll start with that that's Actually, it's one of the easier comps to get selected for in, in the wrestling world. So uh, to go to the Olympics, you have to be top two in Africa-Oceana, so the combination of the two continents. Uh, to go to Youth Olympics, you have to be top or number one in Oceana, and the standard of wrestling in Oceana uh, is a lot lower than Africa. So, um, so, yeah, all I had to do was win the 2018 Oceana Championships in under 18s
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and then the itself was you know up there is the best two weeks of my life it was just an amazing experience like great atmosphere um it was like it, it, it's hard to describe how it was like sharing a village with with hundreds of uh with thousands actually of athletes under 18 you know from all around the world uh all there that to to represent their country, it's just a, an amazing feeling. Like at the opening ceremony, uh, surrounded by the Australians, seeing the flag come out, it's just just great. Um, and the Youth Olympics is something that it's not seen that big here in Australia, and a lot of the Australian athletes were agreeing. But um, overseas, it's a it's a pretty prestigious competition. Like countries like Russia and China take it take it very seriously. Um, whereas Australia. Tends to, tends to not put it up there with the Olympics or Winter Olympics, Paralympics. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was definitely definitely one of the, I'd put it as the best competition I've ever been to by far.
0: I understand where you're coming from that point because, well, I, well what's the best way to put it? Like Australia, we have a really, yeah, Australia has a great um, sporting background, but yeah. look at places like Russia or China, they are just popping out all these child athletes one by one, and then just absolutely throwing them into it and forcing them into it whenever they like it or not. And yeah, be, yeah, and to be a part of that. Uh, but that kind of brings me to the next question: like, why do you believe it's not so? The Youth Olympics is not as big here in Australia, or as we'd like it to be.
1: I really am not sure. It might be a cultural thing. Just uh, I know, it's also with um with america they were they were very similar as well like uh australian america you notice would do a lot better at the senior olympics than we would at the youth olympics i mean we we, we didn't do bad we we picked up quite a few golds um we, we obviously have a lot of good athletes but but i barely even knew what the youth olympics was like mm-hmm. i didn't have an understanding but um and i'd already qualified for it like I, I was obviously excited to go but i'd never heard of it never seen it before whereas uh countries like Russia were training for years to get, to get there. So I I really don't know where it comes from. Maybe, maybe it's just, uh, Australia tends to be a little, uh, I don't want to say softer, but, but, uh, when it comes to athletes under 18, they're, they're very uh, cautious in a lot of sports and, and, um, yeah, unless it's like athletics or swimming, there tends to be a bit of holding back until they're seniors. I find.
0: Mm. and when you were competing in the youth olympics like what countries were you competing against do you remember
1: yeah uh so i wrestled iran first okay uh and the, the, the iranian was uh, very good he was a world under 18 gold medalist
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i partially torn so i think i tore my lcl in my right knee and partially tore my acl in the first 30 seconds wow um yeah, but the, the the funny thing about it was I, I stood up and thought, like, wow, that feels weird, but wasn't hurting at all. And so I kept wrestling, and it it wasn't until the second match, which was against Egypt, I was like, I'm I'm struggling to bend my leg here. I'm um, not using that as an excuse because when I was out on the mat, like I couldn't feel it at all. I wouldn't say like, so I lost my first two matches, and I wouldn't I wouldn't blame any of that on on that injury. Um, so yeah, I lost to Iran and Egypt, who were who are both very good, and I um. Then there was one more match at the end of the day for kind of rankings against Macedonia,
0: which I won. Oh, wow. So, wait, so you still fought on a busted ACL and LCL in the third match?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the it's amazing the things adrenaline can do. Like, yeah. like walking out, walking out I, was, I was trying to hide my limp and, and it was in a lot of pain. And then the second I step on the mat, it was like, I couldn't tell there was something wrong with it. Wow. um and i just knew a wrestling match is only 6 minutes i i could last 6 minutes and then and then worry about the recovery after that
0: yeah so so what happened then afterwards what did, did you go to the doctor or did you go to a physio and what happened australia brought a, brought a team of physios mm-hmm. um so and and doctors actually
1: so i had seen them between the first two matches and and the last one because there was like a 5 6 hour break mm-hmm. um between them and they were they were just strapping it up for me, and then afterwards they just uh, put me in crutches, icing it. Actually, re- refused to to because it took a while to start fully seizing up, and I didn't think I'd done anything serious, and and I was refusing crutches, and then I was stuck in the the dining hall, and the uh, Australians were on the other side of the village, and I took about half an hour to walk maybe three hundred meters, just because it was like excruciating pain and then and then obviously it was crutches from then on out uh icing it anti-inflammatories uh and then straight away after i got off the plane went straight to a physio
0: okay so tell me about the recovery program That what did you have to do to get to back to 100% uh so it took a while it was probably about eight weeks a bit less
1: um of i wasn't on the mat okay um yeah i've always, I've always had a fast
0: rehab program that, but, that um, is that is ridiculous. that is almost insanely fast especially considering I've uh, done a little bit of work in rehab and pre-work. eight weeks if it's an ACL was it an ACL and an LCL on the same knee or? Was,
1: yeah and it, I think so I, I don't remember it was an, a tiny tear in the ACL okay and something else was okay yeah it, it was it was it was very minor so it was okay. eight weeks and it and then from this eight weeks I was back on the mat mm-hmm. but I wasn't wrestling. Okay. So it was just modified training from then on, uh, very light, um, you know, not putting the knee in danger, but, um, yeah, so it was, a, uh, it was a lot of, uh, standard rehab, you know, bilateral leg exercises, um, a little bit tedious. I was probably doing about close to an hour of rehab, um, five, six days a week. Mm-hmm. And then I was just in the gym working on upper body stuff because it's about all I could do uh, mm-hmm. for, for the other part of the time. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of, of when you're injured, just, just doing nothing. I think there's still a lot that can be done, you know, to come back better than when
0: you're injured. Um, yeah. Agreed. So you're you're injured. Yeah. yeah. So does it still give you any issues to this day or is it Okay.
1: None at all, none at all. It's been perfectly fine. So I, I had had a really, or well, have a really good physio who um who's, who's a very smart guy. So I uh, haven't had any issues uh, with my knee. I have torn the LCL in my other knee since then. Oh, okay, how did that happen? <laughs> uh, so that was that was in a uh, training camp in Russia.
0: Oh, and okay, we had a- tell- <laughs> training camp in Russia. Sorry, yeah. about that was you when was this, and how did this happen? The training camp in Russia was late to uh, mid to late
1: 2019. I don't remember what month. Um, so yeah, I was in in Kaliningrad, which is the westernmost point of Russia, for two weeks training with Bella Glazov, who's uh, up there is one of the best wrestlers of all time, and um, mm-hmm. in some, in some people's books. Uh, so I was there for about two weeks, I think, uh, and it was on the the mock competition close mm-hmm. to the last day i um i defending a single leg and my knee kind of folded in sideways yeah wow. and um, yeah weird thing was though again it didn't hurt it yeah. was just that that night i uh got up to go to the toilet or something and realized i couldn't walk couldn't bend my leg but hadn't heard it hadn't hurt it all during the day wow. um and then just coming from that last knee injury. I was like, okay, I I better take this seriously. Um, then didn't train for the rest of the camp. I think it was only like two days left. And, uh, again, straight to the physio after that one. What was it like being in Russia, man? Um, cool. Cool. The where where I was staying, it's, it's kind of hard to say a lot of people consider it more German than Russian. Okay. Um, yeah. So the, so I'm, I'm not the greatest at history or geography, but I'm
0: mm-hmm.
1: pretty sure Russia took it after World War II from Germany because uh, it's the only access to a warm water port. So um, a lot of the people there kind of identify themselves as, as German. Um, so we did stop over in Moscow, but I wouldn't say I got to see too much of the, the pure Russian culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it was interesting. There's a lot of, obviously they speak Russian. They It's uh, still part of Russia. It's a different place, different place. Lots of things they do differently. Um, Like you go to the park and they'll have gymnastics kind of setups instead of the fitness equipment we have with like the twisty thingies and the weird like um, chest fly machines and stuff like that. They've got like full on gymnastic equipment and you just see like 10-year-old kids doing muscle ups and and rope climbs. uh, It's just insane. People go to those outdoor parks in the summer instead of gyms just be doing dips and it, it's, it's cool to see but it's very different from from
0: our fitness culture here yeah, definitely definitely that's 100 i don't think i've ever seen a 10 year old doing muscle ups or dips on rings yeah
1: <laughs> well uh we had a day off and we were kind of mucking around in the gymnastics things and and we were hitting like a muscle up or two like to be funny and then a group of like 10 year olds were coming in just they didn't speak english and they were just staring at us doing muscle ups for like few minutes and we had to go walk
0: home ashamed like (laughs) yeah Uh it's crazy so let's talk about uh the other things that involve come around wrestling man like you're doing six like you're training six days a week but did you ever do ever do any like strength and conditioning sessions in between those six days yeah yep so
1: at the moment i'm on the mat six days a week so Mm -hmm. every week night saturday saturday mornings uh, and then I'm in the gym four mornings, so mm-hmm. four mornings weekdays. Uh, yeah, so do, I do a lot of strength and conditioning work. Mm-hmm. I think it's huge for wrestlers. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a few old school wrestlers that that tend to think that that wrestling should be your strength and conditioning, but I find that they're normally uh, they get pretty injured pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so I'm actually at the the WA Institute of Sport. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're trying trying to, to race. Training. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's training, Great facilities, great training, conditioning coach. So it's awesome training there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And how do they split the sessions? Do you do like a lower body or an upper body split or how does it work? Um, so the whole time I've been there, it's been full
1: body. Mm-hmm. Just at the moment I've uh, it's kind of weird. I was, I was meant to be a long distance away from competitions. I've kind of messed up the, uh, the programming and then a lot of competitions have popped up out of nowhere, like the uh, the one for the qualification for the Olympics. That actually popped up out of nowhere, um, mm-hmm. just because of COVID and everything. Things change so rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the moment, I'd, I'd been working on a lot of skills in the gym, uh, like to do with Olympic lifting and all that. Just because I've, I'm only new to a uh, waste, and uh, they just want to build up the skills with that and and really good form, just so that I've got it for the rest of my life. They're really uh, they're really strict on it, which is which is great. Um, but yeah, it's always been uh, four days full body split. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. So, and tell us what's your nutrition usually like? Uh, so a lot of carbs. I've also mm-hmm. seen the uh, the dietitian
1: at waste, um, oh, yeah. and it tends to be you know a bit of protein every meal, uh, just spread out throughout the day. But especially around training, it's it's a lot of carbs. Like I'll wake up, have something small before the gym, come home, have have a pretty car pie meal have a car pie lunch uh, a lot of carbs before uh, like a snack before I go to the on the mat session in the evening have a big dinner and then maybe something small before I go to bed Wow so what is that roughly like five six meals a day yeah yeah I mean when I say something small they are pretty small so it's it's full four, four, four meals mm-hmm. and then and then two snacks
0: kind of thing um, yeah Fair enough. Nice. And what about in terms of recovery? Like what's, what do you do for recovery? Obviously for someone who's doing that many training sessions a week, you need to make sure that you get adequate rest. Yep. Uh, For recovery, I'd say the
1: the number one thing that you can't, uh, you couldn't say enough good about it is sleep. There's like no replacing it. Um, like I can tell in the way I'm wrestling, how how much sleep I've had the night before, it's 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 huge. It's it's something I'm still working on, just getting good sleep hygiene and and a good sleep pattern. But it's it's the definitely the number one factor in recovery. Makes such a huge difference. Um, outside of that, I do a lot of foam rolling. Uh, I stretch after every session, not only for recovery but also flexibility helps in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but that's pretty pretty much it. Hydration and obviously that diet's a part of recovery. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever do you um, do you ever try float tanks? I haven't, I haven't actually. I I definitely would uh, would want to. I'm I'm not opposed to it. A lot of
0: uh, a lot of fighters I see use them. Yeah. I think it's an interesting thing to try. Yeah. Well, the reason why I just recommend it is because a lot of fighters who I have spoken to, they like yeah. occasionally they like to do it like once every couple of weeks or and they're real hardcore guys if they got the money. They go re- usually once a week. Think a bit like the the best uh explanation of what guy said to me, it's like you're taking a nap in the ocean, but or a nap in like a really warm bath. And then a lot of the times they tell me that their first experience usually comes out after being like under, uh, in the uh, pod for about an hour, that's usually how it takes. They actually come out like, that almost counts as like a full hour of sleep or an accelerated yes. sleep pattern. Uh, yes. I've uh, tried it myself. Uh, def- definitely, definitely helped. I mean, mm-hmm. the first time coming out, I remember it was actually my rest day. And yes. then the next day when I went to train, I actually probably had probably one of the longest sessions I've ever had, and it just came off that sleep. Um, yep. so that's definitely something I would also recommend. Uh, do you have experiment with like ice baths or do you ever use saunas or anything else? Uh,
1: a little bit of saunering. I, so I was, I was before this last comp sauning maybe about once a week while I was here in Perth.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: saunas is big in, big in the wrestling community, you know, like, uh, it's, it's always things connected to weight cutting and, and all that Um, Ice baths I I don't do that much I have done them before I I think they are great um I am I am a fan of them but I just never tend to get around to doing them um I probably probably will start introducing them uh I've got nationals in in eight days I think okay so after after that comp, I'm going to be looking at introducing a few more recovery methods, and ice baths was one of them, once or twice a week.
0: Awesome! So, nationals, are you flying out for this, or is it here in Perth?
1: It's in Sydney, so I'm flying out for it. Wow. All things, mm-hmm. Ling, it's a, it's in the air at the moment, just because of uh Sydney's COVID cases, mystery cases. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, I'll, I will be flying out to Sydney next in a week's time. Yeah.
0: Very nice. And when you're competing, are you, what weight category are you competing at? Uh, So 97 kilos is the the weight. And are you cutting weight at all or what's your situation? Uh, Not
1: much. I'm I'm trying to put on weight to be in a situation where I, where I should be cutting weight just to be big for the division. I currently walk around if I'm far from the competition, 102, 103 at my heaviest. Mm -hmm. Um, but now, after after a big training camp for the last one, and then hotel quarantine, I'm sitting at about ninety
0: six. Mm-hmm. I've lost a lot of weight recently. I yep. understand uh, that's what really does like sitting around. Which it does to a lot of people. And yeah, it, it, well, there's a thing I wanted to ask you right now because we had the whole COVID situation last year. And one thing I've been asking athletes is, what did they do um, during COVID to keep themselves in training because you couldn't go to gyms? couldn't yep. step outside your house. So me asking you now, what did you do last year during COVID? Um, so I did a lot
1: of home training. I, I really enjoyed the lockdown, if I'm being honest. I, I would have spent, I was doing two sessions a day, an hour and a bit each um, of just home training. And I was getting creative with it. I was, um, you know, doing, doing a lot of exercises I wanted to try. A lot of, I, I borrowed a bit of equipment from a gym because the gyms were, you know, not going to be using them. Um, I didn't have a whole heap. So I was getting creative, doing some weird exercises, doing a lot of research into um, to different methods of training and, and trying them out and see how they felt. But I also did a lot of uh, study. So watching wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's easy now in this day and age to just go on YouTube and, and find and watch what the best wrestlers in the world are doing. Mm-hmm. So it's like came back not only, I, I believe, better and, and stronger and refreshed but I picked up a, quite a few tricks and new techniques that I've just seen and, and been wanting to try out. Yeah. And has this helped you
0: now down the line?
1: Yeah. Yeah. A few of them have. Um, it, it's a tricky thing to just see something and then try it. Often people need it kind of explained by somebody who really knows what they're doing. Um, but, but there were quite a few, a few tricks I've, I have picked up and, and are using that, that
0: I've uh, seen from YouTube and some of the best guys in the world. Very nice. Now, there's one thing really I wanted to get down to you with is uh, when we were on the phone last time, you were telling me about uh, Robert Whitaker's camp and uh, you were telling me about going over there and being part of it. Now, obviously, we know that Robert is hands down one of the greatest fighters right now in the UFC middleweight division. Uh, I am a little bit... uh, almost uh, annoyed to say that he hasn't been given his rematch with yeah. uh, Israel Adesanya. Like uh, what's, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, I think he deserved it. I think he, uh, he earned it. He it's, it's the fight that a lot of people wanted to see as well. It's not like um, nobody wanted to see that. I, I think it was the logical next step. Um, and, and this isn't any inside word or anything, but what I had heard was that Adesanya would only offer him a fight that was, that was very soon. Yeah. And so he said, I'm not going to be ready for it. Uh, give me a bit more time. Um, and that's just what I've heard through through social media. That's not even like a, any inside information type thing yet. Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, but yeah, definitely I think he deserved that, that title shot. For sure. Because one reason why I thought he just deserved that title shot was when I was watching his fight against Calvin Gaslam, that was uh, vintage Rob. I don't think Rob just absolutely dominated that fight from start to finish it was a beautiful display as mastery but one thing i was got to say down say as well rob's takedowns was so smooth like i, I uh, do you reckon that you know that obviously we could say that that camp definitely benefited him in some way but what was it like watching you know his uh what a bit like being there watching his skills develop
1: yep um so so one of the
0: things about, about his
1: training is is they are very secretive mm-hmm. so I've got to be a little bit careful about what That's I okay. say yeah. out of respect for but um no he was doing a lot of grappling so he was he was wrestling a lot and and with a few of the best guys Australia has uh, so he brought in me and a, and a couple of other really good wrestlers um, and and we were wrestling almost every day so mm-hmm. so w- yeah, it was a lot of wrestling. Um, and it kind of worked out perfectly. It was like a dual camp. We were using him. He was using us. Uh, uh, um, yeah, but, uh, but I'm not surprised. His, his wrestling was better in the last fight. He, he's, he's improved uh, a lot. And he competes every now and then. He might be at this next Nationals coming up. Um, I'm not too sure. Uh, so he, he does compete in wrestling. And it's it's shot through the roof his skills.
0: Wow. Oh okay, I didn't know he was competing in wrestling. Now, uh, let me ask you personally if I'm not getting uh, too deep into the secret thing, what was the biggest lesson that you learned outside of that in sorry, with, within that camp? Um
1: there, there were quite a few things. So I, I picked up a lot of technical stuff. It was great to see see Rob's work ethic. Mhm. He's he, he's a bit of a funny guy about it like he he pretends he he doesn't enjoy training type thing but he's there early every day stretching um and he's he's training hard like very very hard mm-hmm. um and, and doesn't complain you never never hear a word uh from him like bad about the training or anything he just works really hard um mm-hmm. and it was great to see and 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 be training with somebody with that high level, you know, just, it rubs off on you, really does. Um, And it was an awesome, awesome gym culture. I think that's one of his secrets is just how good the, uh, you can feel is if one person gets better, everyone's then picking up. It's just like a continuous cycle of, you know, one person learns a new trick and he's taking people down. Everyone else has to learn it and how to stop it. And then it's just constantly the levels going up at that gym all the time. Mm-hmm.
0: very nice very nice so let me ask you now um tom what's the uh now that this uh camp is over what's uh what's the next what's the next step for you in your wrestling career uh so the next
1: big goal there, there's mm-hmm. a few little little uh milestones along the way like there's this nationals and and a uh, few few other competitions with a bit of hype around them but the the big goal that i'm more focused on is the commonwealth games next year in birmingham Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's that's something i'm definitely definitely setting my sights on and a medal of those is, is has been my goal for quite a while now wow
0: and what's um and in terms of like wrestling as a whole like what are the things that you wish you're trying to do to help you know maybe grow the brand or grow the sport of wrestling um, yes. Yeah,
1: so that's something I'm really big on. I think wrestling is one of the the best sports for people. I mean, it, you, you can't, the the word itself literally means to struggle. And I think it's one of the best things to, to have to struggle in sport and then not so much in life. Mm-hmm. Like, um, uh, so to grow it, I mean, I, I coach it a lot. I, uh, I coach at a few different places. I love coaching kids just to help, you know, pay back a bit to the sport. Um, but but growing it is more something that I, I'm, it's kind of on the side. It's just, if I focus too much on that, it's, it's taking a bit away from the, the competing for me. So obviously I'll, I'll be coaching kids. I'll I always try and recruit people to, uh, to wrestling. Like, if there's anyone listening to this, so I should definitely start wrestling if they're thinking about it. Um, but yeah, there, there's not a whole heap outside of that. Definitely. Once I'm retired from competing, that's actually going to be one of my bigger focuses, just growing wrestling in Australia, um, trying to get, trying to get some more numbers through it.
0: Awesome, man. Now, just before we uh, wrap this uh, podcast up, man, is there anybody or anything you like, uh, sorry, any, sorry, is there anybody you would like to thank or any shout outs that you would like to give? Yep. Yeah, so I'll definitely make a shout out to uh, Gladiator
1: Wrestling. Mm-hmm. So that's where I've been training since I was 11 years old. Um, and Alan Landy, Yasha, Agapura, coaches down there, uh, just it's you need if you want to be a committed athlete, you need committed coaches, and and they're definitely that. Um, so definitely shout out to them, and and uh, I'll mention Waste as well for sure. They've been amazing to me, just the the opportunities they've given me to to take it to a to an elite level. Um, you can't
0: understate. Yeah. Awesome man, and of course uh, last. Uh, last one is man i just want to say big thank you for doing this i really appreciate you taking the time now again in the future i mean all the best with your competing man and i promise you one day we'll have like an in-person like podcast and all that okay man that'll be great thanks very much i've enjoyed heaps it's been great